How do you feel when someone presents a problem to you? One that sounds familiar. Do you feel a desire to reply with an answer or to ask more questions? And what goes through your mind when someone expresses an opinion with which you vehemently disagree? It's hard to hold back, isn't it? Today we explore situations like this and consider the role that intent plays in determining our behaviour. I'm Andrew Thorpe. Welcome to Leaning Forward. I've been a bit remiss recently when it comes to publishing episodes of Leaning Forward. My intention was to post an episode maybe every week or so, um, but this is the first one for three weeks. It's because I've been buried deep in a project, uh, the creation of a new online programme which people can do in their own time. It's a kind of DIY storytelling course, um, and there'll be more on that over the coming weeks. I said that that was my aim, um, and that's the subject of this latest episode, because when it comes to communication and relationship building, intent matters a great deal. So let's look first at speaking with intent. There's a really interesting YouTube clip where a Guardian journalist is coached by two well-known impressionists, um, Alistair McGowan and Rory Bremner. They are invited to help um, this amateur uh, do people like Boris Johnson and the comedian Dario Brin. And it's a bit of a struggle at first, but he begins to get the hang of it. And I was particularly struck by one thing that McGowan said um, about Dario Brin. He said, um, you see, the thing about Dara is he's always trying to teach you something. His intention is to say, listen, I'm going to tell you something. And then McGowan points out that this comes through in his voice. And the reason I mention this is that if the purpose of saying something is to convey some kind of meaning, there has to be some feeling in the words. And that comes from the emotion behind the message. So take an ordinary sentence like, um, did anyone mention my name? Just five words. But depending on the intent behind the message, those five words will sound different. Or at least one of them will, because you'll place the emphasis on whichever word um, encapsulates the sentiment that you want to convey. Let's say you're part of a team of people who've won an award and a friend is describing how the bosses were talking to her about the wonderful contributions made by Jenny uh, and Abdul and Marianne, Bob and, and Aisha. But there's one person missing from the list. Did anyone mention my name? You might ask. Everyone else has got a mention, and maybe you're a bit miffed that you were overlooked. Or imagine a town hall meeting where residents were complaining about a certain individual who'd been leaving notes on cars that were parked badly, a kind of vigilante. If that person was you, you might well ask, did anyone mention my name? 
In other words, was the identity of the vigilante revealed? If you're just delivering words in a flat, expressionless way, it won't have much impact on the audience. You have to channel the emotion you feel for the message. You, you want to help your audience understand what's important, uh, what really matters. And you don't just do that by saying, and this is important. Um, you do it by emphasising certain things which you feel are vital. Uh, you want to move them with the words that you speak. What about listening with intent? Some people are surprised that my storytelling course contains a section on story listening. But if communication is about connecting, you've got to put some work into understanding your audience and thus listening to what they have to say. After all, you want your message to land. Stephen Covey, um, he of the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People fame, suggested that we ask ourselves this simple question. Do you listen with the intent to understand, or do you listen with the intent to reply? It's one of those questions that you've really got to absorb for a few moments, and then you'll probably come to the realisation that you do a lot of the second one, storing up the thing that you want to say while the other person is still speaking. If you want to um, show off your wisdom to demonstrate that you're clever and right about things, that will influence the way you interact with people. You can't listen to understand when all you want to do is fix someone who's got it all wrong. There's another source of learning here, and quite an unusual one at that, and that's improvisation. And I'm talking about improv uh, the stuff that they teach actors. And you may have seen the show Whose Line Is It Anyway, where the professionals show us how it's done. A few years ago, I enrolled um, on an improv course at the Comedy Store in Manchester. Um, and it was uh, very nerve wracking at first, but actually quite fascinating. And perhaps the single most important principle behind improv uh, is known as Yes And. And in an obvious sense, it's the antithesis of yes, but, uh, where someone shuts down a suggestion by explaining why it won't work. And we're all very familiar with this in, um, in, in organisations. So yes, and is more about being open-minded um, and maybe encouraging. We could go for a walk this afternoon. Yes, and we could grab a coffee at that new place. Yes, and that would give us the chance to talk about holiday plans. Improv is a great way to develop the skill of being present in a conversation, listening for offers and then building on them. So if your partner said to you, um, do you ever get that feeling that you've chosen the wrong career? That's an offer. It positively screams out for some further inquiry. Um, and if you replied, um, no, not really. Do you need anything from the supermarket? That would seem a bit odd. Um, and maybe indicate that you weren't especially present in the conversation. The other person may well feel affronted. Um, and then the question might actually be, do you ever get that feeling that you've chosen the wrong partner? The yes and principle has another deeper meaning, and it's explained 
beautifully in a, in a TEDx talk by Scott Pierce, um, and I'll put the link in the episode notes. He's a huge improv fan, and he points out that one of the worst things that you can do in, in a scene is try to be funny. If that's your objective, you'll probably be storing up a funny line and just waiting for the right moment to deliver it. But again, that means that you're not present in the moment. You're listening with the intent to reply. Pierce tells us that we have to empty ourselves to rid ourselves of those pre-packaged scripts, um, to, to leave our ego behind and, and any tendency to, to judge what people are saying. Um, so that, that style of listening is, is sometimes called critical listening, um, as when a jury is listening to a testimony uh, or a politician is on the debate stage. We're listening in an analytical sense uh, with a view to then critiquing or commenting on what we've heard. This comes back to that earlier principle about listening to understand, not to judge or to um, opine, uh, but to get into the other person's shoes. And finally, a, a third area where intent really matters, and that's when we go networking. Um, and I'm framing this in a, in a face-to-face context, assuming that we'll get back to this at some stage. So when you enter a, a networking arena, it's worth considering for a moment why you're there. Uh, perhaps the most common reason people give to that question is, is to generate business. Um, but if that desire is foremost in your mind when you meet people, that might get you into trouble. It can lead to you pushing too hard. Uh, you might come across a little predatory uh, as if you're on the hunt for potential clients when they don't taste right, uh, i.e. They're not, they're not interested in buying from you. you you'll naturally turn your attention elsewhere. Um, and that's a short term game that you're playing. But if your aim is to be open-minded to possibilities and interested in, in people and the environment that you're in and, and what's going on in the room, you'll send out a different vibe. People won't seem so threatened and may even be flattered when you adopt an encouraging and, and an expansive listening style. Um, you know, that, that sort of mode of curiosity to, to extract more from people and to, to go a little bit deeper. You'll gather useful intel and you may discover that the person you, you might have previously dismissed in your um, I'm hunting for business mode um, actually turns out to be a really interesting and a potentially valuable connection. The recurring theme here is that what's driving our outward behaviours is the intention that we have on the inside. If our intention is to take our time to really understand someone, to be present and non-judgmental, um, our surface behaviours, all those hmms and oh reallys and tell me mores, they'll tend to flow quite naturally. By making a deliberate decision to switch into this mode, uh, to adopt this intent, you, you might just see a lot more leaning forward taking place. Um, and that's on both sides from both parties. So that's all for now from Leaning Forward. Um, thank you again for tuning in uh, and do spread the word and look out for future episodes.